You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. This is Lauren this week, uh, Mike Servino, of course. He's been kind of battling COVID a little bit. Um, wish him nothing but the best in his um, medical endeavors. Um, he, he'll be back soon, um, hopefully within the next week when we get another episode out. But for now, it's just going to be me um, lone wolfing it. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to the John Bullard interview. Um, as I said on there, I'm trying to do 20 interviews within the year that's the goal so um him being number one is a true honor a guy who we just became really good friends really recently um and of course his fellow commentary partner peapod will be on here in the month of february um we're just working out dates for that and um there'll be some returning guests as well so um interviews will be something that i'm trying to prioritize more of for this podcast and i know last year was kind of rough for that but we're back on the horse. Um, the world of deathmatch wrestling really doesn't stop, even when you think it does, it stops. Um, but nonetheless, we're gonna keep the world churning. I haven't talked to you guys in a little bit, so sometimes I like doing these solo episodes, um, just to kind of talk to you guys, the listeners. Um, I know maybe they're not the most enjoyable, but nonetheless, I like doing them. So, um, I haven't talked to you guys since after NGIA. Uh, it's kind of funny that me and Mike put out that episode about our predictions for NGI and Miedo goes on to win NGI. It's kind of crazy in the sense that um, he was probably the least likely to one of the least likely guys to win, but um, you can look at it like this with Miedo winning NGI makes Los Machines is one of the most successful deathmatch tag teams of all time. If not like the goats, um, Ciclope have won, had one TOS three, um, which is crazy. And then, of course, now you flash forward years later, just Miedo winning NGI. Um, their former multi time GCW tag team champions really have put Mexican deathmatch on the map. Um, they've really kind of done it all in the sense of deathmatch wrestling. And they're still at the peak. They, they, they're still up there. I, I mean, for them having to go through that whole visa issue for several years before finally being able to come back to the States in 2022 is wild. Um, but congrats to Miedo. Um, that glass ceiling match was wild. I, I honestly thought it was better suited for a, a, a tournament final. And I know people are going to rag on it because, oh, it's glad. Like, it, the glass ceiling is meant to be a spectacle. It is not meant to be a work rate kind of match. It is a match that happens to be a spectacle as well. And, of course, we talked about the match, the previous glass ceiling match with Jimmy Lloyd and um wrestler that shall not be named, as I'm going to keep it. It was good. It was a spectacle, but... I think the wrestler that shall be not be named kind of left a stain on that match. I think now you rewrite the history books in a new venue in the terminal 
and you bring back the glass ceiling, and it, it just felt better. Murdoch and Miedo. Murdoch, I want. I, I kind of want to take the time to talk about John Wayne Murdoch. There's, he's kind of been in the news a lot lately. And um, I want to give my flowers to John because John's been killing it for the last few years. Um, he he and I go back a bit when I interviewed him on this very podcast. Um, someone who has always appreciated my work, and I have appreciated his work, and a guy who literally is one of the best work rate deathmatch wrestlers in the world. Um, been in the rings with the likes of Takeda. Bit, has given Rina Yamashita not one, but two solid matches I'll get to the G series Chicago show because I want to talk about that match in a second, but he has been around the world. He has wrestled some of the best in the world and has consistently made everyone look like a million bucks. I mean, look, his intergender, like, I don't, I don't want to call it crusade, but just the work he's put in an intergender death matches is second to none. It is. He like, intergender wrestling is not easy and i know there are wrestlers like charlie evans who are like forget about the genders and all i mean i'm just kind of saying it as is but john wayne murdoch gave masha slamovich two really quality death matches gave tara zeb her first death match and it was absolute quality like and and i mean he gave rini masha two really good matches as i stated previously so the 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 lit opportunities are endless for Murdoch, and we'll get to something that was announced for him for me and weekend. And I'm ecstatic about what the future for John Wayne Murdoch because yes, one door has closed for him. And if you know, you know. I'm not gonna get into that real specifically, but another another door is opening for him. And, and I mean, he will win the GCW Ultraviolet Championship. I, I I'm hoping that's the case this year. Um. He will be someone that is going to get back out there and put in the work. And it's only going to benefit him. So John Wayne Murdoch really was an MVP. Risa Sarah, um, really happy that she was able to come to the States. Um, Daiju Wakamatsu. Um, the Matsunaga gear popped me. But it was a bummer he couldn't make it for the tournament. But man, him and Murdoch. Murdoch again. Him and Murdoch actually killed it. That dude takes some crazy bumps. Um, I know Brett Lauderdale put out a tweet asking if you want to see Wakamatsu back in the States, and a lot of people were like resounding yes, but I want to see him in a tournament. I want to see him in TOS. I don't want to just see him in a singles match. I want to see him in freaking TOS. Let's 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 already start talking about TOS. That's going to happen in June of all places. So that's how I see it. Um, NJ was great. Everyone really killed it. Um, Jacob Fatu in his one match was awesome. I mean, I, I like to see him in more death matches, but I know he's not going to be a death match guy. So man can dream. Um, it's, it's not easy, but I mean, he looks great. I, I, I'm loving the Jimmy Lloyd broski. The broski Jimmy gimmick is priceless. Um, I wish he would kind of incorporate more of his actual gimmick into that in his death matches now we'll see how that goes forward um but anyways i mean it's ngi8 was great it was a great show it's a bummer i couldn't be there and um i want to talk a little bit about kasai gauge the next day um if you haven't watched it yet go watch it it is 
I, I got to talk to Nick before Chicago. I was like, fantastic match with Kasai. I know how hard you wanted this, how hard, how long it's been for this match to happen. It was good. We, I mean, War Games was the taste test. And getting Gage and Kasai in the final two was perfect. But getting Gage and Kasai to start to end in the year of 2023 and to ring in the new year of 2024 was excellent. So, um, I mean, glass galore, light tube shots galore. There was a story here. I, I, I need to, I know that glass is kind of a, a divisive topic in deathmatch wrestling, but sometimes for a big match that we've been waiting years for, this, this is the exception. Excuse me. Um, but it really was great to see Gage and Kasai finally, the two two guys who have owned their craft for years. I mean, Nick has waved the deathmatch flag in America for years on end through his tumultuous prison stints to being out of prison to changing his life around to the dark. Like that. And, and I think the big thing with here was it's kind of been the peak of Nick's regaining his health of Nick regaining his health. And I mean, I, that ankle injury in 2020 was really bad. It, it really derailed his health. It was an injury that he re-injured against Mox. It seemed like it's just, it, it's, it's, it had been kind of rough, tough sledding for Nikki. Um, but listen, him and Kasai was peak. It was the magnum opus of what we've been waiting for for years. Like, we're going back to when GCW did, they said it couldn't be done bringing Kasai over to the States for the first time in years. When Gage and Kasai say each other down, we all thought 2020, we were going to get Gage, Takeda, Tremont, and Gage in the same ring. But COVID hit. We waited years upon years. Nick couldn't go to Japan, and bam, th- th- this is peak. This this is this is what we were waiting for. It did not disappoint. And Nick, this is the best Nick Gage looked. It, it was the best he's looked in years. It seems like. I mean, the matches with Sadika, he got hurt real bad there. The matches with Cole Radrick was great. There have been great matches with him, but this was what we've all been waiting for. If you were a fan of Nick Gage, you watched this match. And if you were a new fan of Juke Kasai, congratulations, because let's face it, Kasai, one of the best of all time, just proved it again. So, um, and it's been a real joy having Kasai in the States. Not just once, not just twice, but three times within 2023. Wild. And I hope we see Kasai more in the States. I don't know. Or or we may have seen the last of him. But what we do know is that it happened. You can smile. You can enjoy. You can cheer. And Deathmatch Wrestling, as I tweeted out a few days ago, Deathmatch Wrestling is thriving. It is going to continue to thrive. It, the more promotions that are able to do deathmatch wrestling within its doors, the better. 
And it will not always be glass-laden. It will not always be these ginormous extravaganzas of glass. But the fact that it's out there, the fact that it's being absorbed by the media, by the fans, is only beneficial. So that's kind of, I want to catch up on those things. Um, I know, um, congratulations to everyone who was a part of the Battle of the Tough Guys uh, tournament for ICW as well. I believe Hoodfoot won that one. Um, Hoodfoot, man, he's he's been there, done that. Um, the, I think the big question for him is going to be, what what can he do? What what else can he do for ICW? I mean, he's defended the belt. I think I think it'll have been a year since he defended since he first won the belt. So, um, who's going to step up? I mean, he's had some sense with Doctor Redacted. I thought maybe Redacted was going to win. Um, and you never know if maybe Atticus takes a shot at that belt. Well, we will see. I mean. We never know what the future of the chains. But speaking of the chains, Cruel regained the IWTV championship. And apparently he's defending the belt in England. Um, in a crazy turn of events, Cruel is back. Um, better than ever. Actually, he's never left. I should rephrase that. Cruel is cruel, man. He is a behemoth. Um I I I will say this: being around that man, it is terrifying. It it is freaking terrifying. Literally, literally, that man should be playing professional basketball. But he's a he's a he's professional wrestling's favorite new slasher villain. Um, but um, he ended Alec Price's hundred forty day reign as champion at the Wrestle, and um, now Cruel is defending the belt in England in a four way with. Danny Darko, Big F and Joe, and Abdul Kobayashi. Um, I, I didn't think I'd be putting all four in the same sentence, but here we are. Um, those IC, those those ICW UK shows look awesome. Um, they always look good, in my opinion, though. You can never go wrong with how good those shows look. And last time around. They were looking, I know there's the whole incident, but Deathmatch Wrestling is back in the UK. It's better than ever. Side note, watch Bleeding Gums, their first show in the Scotland. It's Scotland's first show. They are announcing a Deathmatch tournament, which is going to be really cool. Um, good names on that so far, and only can get better. But back to the, the chains in the UK, I mean... I'm I'm lobbying for Big F and Joe to roll some heads and be IWTV champion. I think it'd be the craziest thing ever. It'd be the funniest thing ever. I, I'm funniest in the way like, damn, Cruel just won the belt back, and now Big F and Joe, who that man, he, he has zero fear. Come on now, he's wearing freaking whitey tighties to the ring. It's it's that's one of my dudes, Big F and Joe. So I'm rooting for him. Um, on some other great. Matches were announced for the UK. MM3 versus BA Rose. Two super, super underrated deathmatch guys. When you these are gonna be the shows that you're like, damn. Like, and they, they're doing three. They're doing three freaking shows. They're doing 
And they're doing an Ultra Round Vortex. They're doing a No Holds Bar. I think they're doing a Rise show as well. So um, really some great stuff. Um, great rosters. I mean, you, of course, you got Atticus is coming over. Iceman, who is a legend. I'm hoping he gets a U.S. run before he hangs him up. Would love to see Iceman here in the States. Um, I believe we I think we got what Abdul Kobayashi and Danny versus Iceman and his son Jack Harup, um, which is gonna be really cool. A lot of good stuff. The chains have a lot, and then, um, kind of big announcement they're back at Berwyn. I didn't know, I, I had no idea this was coming. Um, that's gonna be May 4th, and I believe that they just announced that they're doing two more shows before then in April. Um, I see it was a busy few months. They have, I believe they have at least a show every month from February, from January. I don't know about February, but March, April, May, bam, they're, they're off to the races. And, um, I know there was some mired controversy that I see was not allowed to run at Berwyn Eagles, but those have been kiboshed as I'll say. And, um, also, I can't talk. I can't talk about ICW without the Mania Weekend. The first, I'll talk about the first of the Mania Weekend shows. Um, the International Deathmatch Summit. They have guys from Japan, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and the UK on this show. So, um, <laughs> excuse me. It's gonna be real cool. Tara Zep versus Shots and McKenzie was the first match announced. Tara Zep. Um, one of the Kings Road people. We loved Tara in this house. Um, really cool to see her getting out there and doing what she's doing. And um, she trained under a great, she has a great trainer, Artemis Spencer, over in the, the West. Um, but aside from that, like Tara getting into the deathmatch world, I mean, two years ago, I remember her as a fan. Like, it's crazy how the world of deathmatch wrestling works. And um, she's doing it all. And now she's facing Shaz and McKenzie in a match um, in the chains, Mania Weekend. And um, it's happening for her. And I'm, I, you could not be happier for someone than Tara Zeb. And so congrats to her. Um, I'm curious to see who else is on this card. I think a lot of us are. Um, so I want to also, before I get to um, other Mania bookings, I want to talk about some international stuff. Masashi Takeda winning the King of Freedom World Championship to close the year 2023. Um, being Toru Sugiyara in a four light tube and glassboard death match. He ended Toru's 136 days um, in his fifth defense. So Takeda's third reign with the King of Freedom. You might have remembered when he held both the BJW and the King of Freedom belt. Iconic. So, um, but... Yeah, we don't we don't know who he will um, be facing, but I, I want to read this. Um, this like this this is probably one of the most iconic lines from a deathmatch wrestler. Today, the deathmatch god smiled on me when I won. And when I looked at the ceiling, I saw my late wife. I wonder if she's watching over what I'm doing. Maybe it's all in my mind though. Um, that is an awesome line from Takeda. I know he's struggled over the past year and a half. His late wife, he's a single father now, taking care of his daughter, really 
emotional stuff, but he is now back. He's back. He's he's him and Mance Warder was kind of like the return for me. I mean, yes, he was in the the War Games match, but that Mance Warner match at the um, Sunday of GCW, the aftermath of War Games, was really freaking good. And I'm really happy to see Takeda get the belt back. Um, it's really cool, and I mean, kudos to him. It's it, it's been a it's been tough sledding for him, so really. Could not be any more happy for Takeda winning that. And then um, I want to get to my good friends at RP, Ruthless Pro Wrestling, RPW. They are busy. They are busy in the month of March and April. Um, March 2nd, for all my Chicago peeps, get on those tickets for animosity. I'll be ringside taking clips. And, of course, um, the big thing for me there is I'm going to be doing it with my good friend Martin from Wrestling Unicorns. Um, kind of want to give a shout to him because Martin has been someone I literally had him on. He was like one of the very first episodes, and you can go all the way back. Him and John, um, we've kept in touch for so long. Um, you may have seen him doing clips for Circle Six lately out east. He's getting back into the deathmatch game, which is it's been a long time. I mean, the guy's been around the world taking clips, and for him to come back to Chicago. And to do clips for RPW is such a huge honor. To be doing them with me is even bigger. Um, so, Martin, thank you for literally being as supportive as ever for me getting to do these clips. Um, but Animosity, three matches have already been announced, or actually four, now that I think about Um Eric Dillinger, Remington Roar for the Kamikaze belt is really freaking cool. I, I love both those guys. Um, as you know, I, I'm such a big fan of Eric. I think he's been working so hard. I think him getting in RP, the RPW door has really been good for him. Um, really cannot wait to see how this match goes. I love Remington, though. Remington's one of my dudes. I'm kind of torn and conflicted. I apologize. Um, nonetheless, though, those two are happening. Hoodfoot defending his world championship against Atticus Koger. Um, that is going to be crazy. That is going to be crazy. Um, that's just, I mean, let, I, I'm curious to see how that match is going to go. I, I want to see some technical wrestling with those two. I, they, they can both go. They're both very talented. Atticus, there's not much else you need to say about him. Um, he's chugging along. And uh, Hoodfoot, another belt under his collection. Um, and, of course, the big main event. No rope barbed wire with Otis, Koger, and Hardway Heater. If you know, I'll just kind of give a little back background. Um, back at Whiteout in December, the No Ring Show, an unfortunate incident with a light tube hit Otis, kind of cut his arm real wide open. Probably one of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it, it was it was a no contest, and so scores are being settled in Berwyn Eagles. It won't just be glass flying. I, I can guarantee you that there will be bodies flying in this match. So get your tickets for Animosity. Front row already sold. Thank you to everyone who bought front rows real quickly because it just shows RPW. It's is this home base number two for them in Chicago. And Chicago Deathmatch Wrestling is alive and well. And... um. 
this is really, really huge for them because this is not going to be the only Berwin date. I can guarantee you that. And um, we will be having Chris Kohlberg on back again, my dear friend, um, to talk about these two shows, the second show as well. We're going to have like a whole RPW show episode again because I, I believe, I truly believe in what RPW is doing. We Midwest Deathmatch has kind of been a bit of a lull period. I mean, yes, ITW is coming back, but RPW is kind of filling that void very nicely. And also CCW, when they get going, they won't be glass heavy. They won't even have glass at all, but they're going to have death matches, but they're more of the BJW formula. But RPW really is filling the void nicely of death match wrestling in Chicago. So they're on the up. The, the, you get on the bandwagon now, as I'm going to say, get on the up, up. So, um, but the other big news is they're back in New Jersey for me. We on Sunday, April 7th, they'll be back. They're probably one of the last shows of the H2O center week, the, the anthology. And the, they're going to have the show Miasma. Um, I believe they changed the time to four Eastern. So that would be, Three central for those of you in the central standard time. Um, so they're back. The last time they were at the H show center, they put on a banger of a show. I can only expect better. I'll be out there as well for that show. And of course, they couldn't have announced a show without a huge first match. Did you really expect RPW to just sit on their to- their Twitter fingers and not announce anything? The Duke, John Wayne Murdoch, returns to RPW. And he's not just saying on anybody. He's taking on J- the Japan's own Yusaku Ito in a Tokyo Towers and Light Tubes Bundles death match. This, this is this is some this is a great first match to start off the card. Um, for those of you that maybe don't know him well, um, he's been around BJW, he's been around Freedoms, he's wrestled the Kasai's, the Takeda's, the Rini Masha's of the world, and he is coming to the United States. Maybe he shows up in the chains, maybe he shows up elsewhere, I don't know, but focusing on RPW, he is going to have a huge match against John Wayne Murdoch at RPW's Miasma. Get on those tickets for Mania Weekend. You never know who's going to show up. You never know who's going to show up at RPW. And as I said, they're on the up, up. Get on the bandwagon now. Get on the rocket ship. They're they are soaring to Mars, to the planets. You never know what RPW is going to be up to. So stay tuned on social medias for those announcements. And um, yeah, and I mean, re, um, I wanted to also talk about Murdoch, and I, I realized I didn't talk about this, but the the match at GCW in Chicago. Um, Rini Yamashita and Johnny Murdoch had a rematch for the ultraviolet belt. And I got to tell you all, I know that some people get mad when there's not glasses and death matches, but brother, go watch Murdoch and Rini Yamashita from Chicago, at, which by the way, I love Talia Hall. It's, I used to go to concerts there and now I'm seeing wrestling shows there. It's kind of crazy how the world works. Um, great overall show by GCW. Even if I got shoved by Mance Warner, hey Mance, hope Effie kicks your ass. Just gonna say that. Um, so, um, 
Rina Yamashita and Murdoch, Rina coming off the the through the crowd through the balcony dive was awesome, but they use gussets. And the like they kind of like there's just venues that won't allow glass. And I think people need to realize that. And I know Mike would be like, well, it's just not like listen, you can still get the bloody effect. You can still get the visual effect. I mean, they use skewers, they use gusses, they use doors. They put on a master class of how to not always use glass in a death match to to be accommodating of the surround surroundings. And they put on a hell of a match. I mean, reading Yamashita sells better than anybody. Like, she is a selling queen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Rina is the gold standard. I mean, she's held that belt for over a year first woman to win um tos a gcw deathmatch tournament for that matter and um this was excellent stuff just so i just want to end on that because you don't always need glass to get the effect and the crowd was eating it up and i i noticed a lot of newer fans at tile hall and it was really awesome to see i was doing rides for brett that day, so um, this was really cool and just great night of wrestling. They didn't not even just deathmatch, just wrestling in general. So that was really cool. Yeah, man shoved me into my seat, caught on 4K. I hope Effie kicks his ass in Tampa. I know he will. Um, I think that's really all I got for this episode. Um. There, there's a lot going on in the world. Deathmatch wrestling, as I said, we're back to weekly. Hoping to have some more interviews lined up. You never know who's going to pop on here. Nonetheless, though, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for buying our merch as well. Thank you to Chris Jewett, who actually bought our hoodie. Um, you can go buy that on the Count Out store. Also, just to make sure you go over to the Count on Patreon, the best $5 you will spend. Um, I did an episode with Ryan Knightsey of the Great America, Great Birthday Batch. Bash. Oh, my God. I can't speak anymore. Um, that was really fun with Ryan. Um, talked about some matches that actually apply to my birthday. Funny enough, one of them being the TOD final from 2016, which was kind of cool. Um, so um, go check that out. Best $5 you will spend anywhere else and of course just stay tuned to all the great podcasts on the count out network as well um just yeah just support us so buy our merch still have deathmatch worldwide open have two designs on there for you guys um and yeah 2024 we're just gonna keep chugging we're gonna keep rolling and um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for enjoying this episode of your dose of death podcast This has been a Countout Podcast.